my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, December the 22nd. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness today. Brothers and sisters, so I had a decision to make. Um, Generally, what I do is I look to the readings for the weekend, and I read the coming weekend's readings so we can prepare for them ahead of time. Technically, this weekend is the fourth Sunday of Lent. Fourth Sunday of Lent, goodness gracious. Fourth Sunday of Advent. Let's try this again. Um, But really, that day is only Sunday. I mean, it begins on Saturday evening at uh, sundown, and it ends on Sunday evening at sundown, uh, when Christmas officially begins at sundown on the 24th and goes forward. So I had a decision, do I want to read to you the readings from that one 24-hour period, or do I want to read the Christmas readings? Because the next time I come, we're going to be reading the readings next weekend for the Feast of the Holy Family. And to not do the readings for Christmas, I think, would be a mistake. So, brothers and sisters, I'm not going to read you the readings for the the, the fourth... I don't know what I'm doing for the fourth Sunday of Advent. Uh, I'm going to read you the readings for the Mass at Midnight. The Mass at Night is what it's called officially now uh, for the Christmas celebration. Uh, They're too beautiful not to. And this feast day is just too good not to dwell upon. Once a year at a minimum, I hope we dwell on it far more, right? In the words of Scrooge, that we carry it with us in our hearts every day of the year. Um. But just know, I, 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 I struggled with it, made a conscious decision. I think focusing on the feast is the better, better part here. So that's what we're going to do. Hope you're okay with that. So with that, the readings that we will be looking at. Again, Christmas, if you go on Christmas Day, you're not going to hear these readings. You're going to hear different ones. You're going to hear out of John's gospel. Uh, if you go at the Mass during the day, you're going to hear out of Matthew's gospel. These are the Mass at Night readings. So the first reading is Isaiah 9, verses 1 to 6. And then we're going to hear that beautiful story in Luke. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 14. Now, I'm 58 years old. I've heard these readings at least 58 times. More than that, if you watch Charlie Brown's Christmas, you've heard them many times, right? Again, the, the temptation here is that we repeat the words along with the, the reader, uh, or that we become so familiar we don't pay attention. I'm going to read them slowly because, brothers and sisters, they carry the power. They are so beautiful. And I invite you to hear them as if, if we can do this, for the first time, or hear them anew. Uh, and let the power that is carried within them, let the words of God, let the action of God uh, sweep you away because it's that beautiful. And we'll break open a little bit of where this feast points. But even my words, are, they're just going to fall far short of what this is. But it is so good. Uh, we must celebrate it. We must. So with that, brothers and sisters, whatever it is you do, however you prepare to hear the word of God, I invite you to do that at this time. And so let us break open God's word together. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. 
upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom, a light has shone. You have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing as they rejoice before you as at the harvest, as people make merry when dividing spoils. For the yoke that burdened them, the pole on their shoulder, and the rod of their taskmaster you have smashed as on the day of Midian. For every boot that trampled in battle, every cloak rolled in blood, will be burned as fuel for flames. For a child is born to us, a son is given us, Upon his shoulder, dominion rests. They name him Wonder Counselor, God Hero, Father Forever, Prince of Peace. His dominion is vast and forever peaceful. From David's throne and over his kingdom, which he confirms and sustains by judgment and justice, both now and forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As always, brothers and sisters, if there was something within that, sit with it. Let the Spirit speak to you now. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to their own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of and the family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great Fear. The angel said to them, 
Do not be afraid. For behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom God's favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that the truth? Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. If, my friends, we cannot praise and thank God for what we heard today, because it is the best news we're going to hear today. What is going on within us? Hey, listen, we all have those days. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not castigating or pointing fingers, but I am saying, hey, whatever it is that keeps us from praising God after hearing that, let's take a good look at it so we can set it aside, right? Blessed are the pure in heart so we can see God. Let's take whatever it is that clutters that view. Take whatever it is that is um, on our heart that's stressing us or anxiety-provoking or, or that has our, our attention. Because if it is away from this, oh, my friends, it's keeping us away from beauty. It's keeping us away from the best, what we're going to hear. And what is that? Again, I'm, I'm, I'm pointing at the moon. Um, God's desire to be with us, period, period. Brothers and sisters, I, again, I don't want to proclaim that I know the mind of God. That would be incredibly foolish and beyond. But here's what I believe, and here's where our church points. Our church points in this, in the Easter Vigil, which I love. God, sending God's Son, Jesus, was not plan B. It was not, oh, man, they screwed up in the garden. Sin entered in. We didn't see this coming. Now what are we going to do? We made all of this creation, and, uh, and they blew it. Uh, oh, I know, I know. Okay, let's go, to, let's go to plan B here. Let's send Jesus to mop up the mess and, and to, to do whatever he's got to do in order that I can love him again and think they're okay. Okay? That's not it. That's not it. This was plan A from the very beginning. God's desire to be one with us in the middle of our mess, in the middle of our shit, in the middle of all the things that overpower us, that overwhelm us, that, that with which we are overcome. God desires to be there in the middle of it. Let's start with Isaiah, right? I, I, these readings deserve more time than I can and will give. Um, 
but I'm just going to point out little bits, right? The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, right? Here's what we know about darkness. All the darkness in the world, all of it, cannot extinguish the light of one candle. Now I know that sounds so darn trite, but the light is, is Jesus Christ. The light is God. <clears throat> and to the extent, brothers and sisters, that we carry that light, praise and thank God. That's so wonderful. I praise and thank God for you. I do. I do. But it's God's light, right? But all the darkness in the world cannot, cannot. It does not have the power to extinguish that. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom, a light has shone. Brothers and sisters, look at our world today. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that it's any worse maybe than it ever has. But I, seems like it is. But, but I'm, I'm not sure. I know there's a lot of gloom out there. I know there is. But I know that into that gloom is precisely where our God desires to be. Into the gloom that is in our world and into the gloom that is your life and my life because we carry that with us too. I don't know what you're carrying today. I don't know if it's a depression. I don't know if it's an anxiety. I don't know if you're feeling overwhelmed, overcome. I don't, I don't know what gloom you're in. Maybe things are going poorly at home. Maybe things are going poorly with your friends or your spouse or at work. Maybe things are going poorly uh, with your, your hope for something, anything within your world or this world. Those who dwelt, upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom, that light is shown. And with that light comes hope. I, I don't think that light disbands the darkness immediately or dispels it. But I know that that light brings hope to us in the midst of that moment, in the midst of that happening. And all of a sudden, we can see a vision that we couldn't see before. That's what Isaiah is giving us. He's saying, listen, I know what the world is. I'm not going to pretend I don't. But he's saying, here's what I know. This isn't the end of the story. The story has not reached its conclusion. Because God has the final word. And the final word looks like Jesus. It looks like light. And a light is going to come into the gloom that is our lives, into our world. Brothers and sisters, and to the extent that we believe that, I mean really believe it, there's nothing but joy that can come from that, right? You have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing as they rejoice before you as at the harvest, as people make merry when dividing spoils, for the yoke that burdened them, the, rod, the pole on their shoulder, the rod of their taskmaster, you have smashed. What is that yoke? Now, I think, I think where Isaiah is pointing is that idea of death, that yoke that's burdening us, that, that rod of our taskmaster, that pole on our shoulder, that idea of death, God is going to smash. How does he do that? Through his life, his death, and his resurrection, reminding us that death holds no power. It is empty. That's a feast for another time. But that's where this is pointing. This feast day, this desire of God to be in present in the midst of our gloom, in the midst of our darkness, in the midst of that over 
anxiety that 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 uh, that's not what I'm trying to say that that anxiety that hangs over our head constantly that fear of death God says you need not fear anymore because I'm there in the midst of it and I have overcome it it's gone and and Isaiah uses the the idea of of war war will be no more which we can look around us and say that's just that's silly because it's so present in our world but brothers and sisters Again, I know this isn't the last word. That there, there is a moment and there is a place. And we have to be the bringers of that good news, right? The war is not the answer. It isn't. As, as followers of this, this Christ and Lord, we have to be the ones that say division however it presents itself to us. Conflict, however it presents itself to us. It is real in our world, but it is not the final answer. And we must, we must oppose it. Listen, this is God's work, not ours. But this is not magic. God is the one who desires to be present in the midst of our gloom. God is the one that comes to us. But praise God, God needed Mary's yes. God needed Joseph and Mary uh, in the midst of that moment to um, allow that birth to take place. It's God's doing, brothers and sisters, but God needs our yes to work with God. Again, not a 50-50 proposition. I think of Richard Rohr, and and the more he says, the older God, he says, the more it's 98-2. God is going to do all the work, but God needs our yes. If these things are going to happen, God needs us working beside God. But today, today isn't a day that we focus on, let's get our butts moving. Today is a day that focuses on, God, how great you are. That you do not desire to stay distant, but you are not afraid of our stuff. God is right here in the middle of it, And that's exactly where God desires to be. I don't know what's going on, as I said, in your life. But I know that God desires to be right there. I know that. Because of this day. That's what the incarnation means. God does not desire to stay distant from you and me. God desires to be near. Gosh, that was way fat more than I wanted to say. Here, we got to talk about the gospel, don't we? I guess here's all I really want to say. You know, I I was driving home from work the other night. And, you know, you got all these blow-up balloon animals and Santa Clauses and everything. It's all the rage these days. And I saw a blow-up Jesus, or excuse me, Joseph and Mary and nativity set outside of this, you know. On the one hand, I think, well, bless them. At least they're, they're trying to bring the real meaning of Christmas. On the other hand, I'm thinking, how awful is this? We have sanitized it so incredibly much. Here's what I invite you to think about. Maybe you are a dentist, right, Mariah? Maybe you are a, a, a teacher. Maybe you are a, a, a housekeeper. Maybe you're a bookkeeper. And God invites you and your beloved, whoever that is, to go to a distant place that you don't know. And while that is happening, in the midst of the craziness 
of whatever it is, you can't find a place to stay, and you're relegated to stay somewhere you are not familiar with and kicked outside of the norms of society, and you're in the midst of a barn. And your beloved one, maybe it's if you're a woman, maybe it's your sister, maybe it's yourself, maybe it's your your partner, maybe it's it's whoever, begins to give birth. If you're a man, maybe it's your spouse, your whatever. All of a sudden, in the midst of that craziness, in the midst of that insecurity, in the midst of that vulnerability, in the midst where you feel alone, you're called to give birth. And remember, you're a dentist or a bookkeeper or a teacher. What do you know about giving birth? Nothing. You know nothing. And that's where Joseph was. In the midst of the chaos and the smells and the uh, uh, anxiety uh, and the, the crowds being kicked out and feeling alone, you're not even secure to your own house or your own neighborhood with your friends and family around. Here you go. Now give birth. Can you imagine that? Brothers and sisters, again, God is not afraid to come into this world in the middle of chaos, in the middle of fear, in the middle of stench, in the middle of anxiety, in the middle of our unknowing, and comes vulnerable in in the person of a child. Brothers and sisters, our God is not afraid to be vulnerable. Our God just desires us to give birth wherever we are, in the middle of our chaos and anxiety and fear and stench, feeling alone and on the outskirts and not knowing a freaking thing how to do it. None of that keeps God away. In fact, I think God delights in that. I think the yes of Joseph and Mary is exactly um, why we honor them. Because they, I don't think it's sanitary at all. I didn't think they knew exactly what they were doing and how this was going to all work out. They trusted moment by moment. And what happened? God became a reality in this world. And of course he was placed in a manger, right? Didn't he have to be? He's in a feeding trough. Because brothers and sisters, we get to feed on his life, on his words, on his example, on, yes, his death and resurrection. All of it. If we're going to feed on any of it, we've got to feed on all of it. But our God desires to be that close to us that nothing can keep him away. And who does he show himself to first? Of course it's to the lowly. It's to those who are living on the outskirts, right? Not in the palaces. Not in the halls of power. Not in the comfort, comfort of whatever home or suite or inn is down the, the, the hall. Listen, they need God just as much as those living in the fields. But unfortunately, when we're in those other places, we can be too comfortable to welcome him or to say yes or to see him because everything's going okay. Do you know what I know? If you're living in a field, you're going to say yes to anything. The shepherds were afraid, but they said yes. They were smart enough to listen. And they were the first ones to whom our God showed God's self. Brothers and sisters, we rejoice in this day. Not because it celebrates a mere event 2,000 years ago. Mere is probably the the, the wrong word to use before that. It celebrates an event now. 
Our God does not desire to be distant. Our God is not reactive to our screw-ups. Our God desires to be present in our gloom, in our um, anxieties, in our darkness, in our stench, in our unknowing. All God desires is our yes. And when we open ourselves to that, when we really allow that birth to take place and we realize who is present and who loves us that much, may we join the shepherds and join those who make merry as divining spoils and at the harvest and rejoice abundantly. Brothers and sisters, this is a great, great day. May God bless you, and may you celebrate this feast well. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The third joyful mystery, the birth of Christ, the incarnation, our God's becoming one with humanity. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 
O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Bless you, my friends. Celebrate well. Our God desires to be one 